we've got hockey talk. Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Um, those are the moments where you know you're down three nothing, and the team has this amazing comeback. And the guy who you want, who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team, has a hat trick. We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. An easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? What you know? What's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks, or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? What kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better, or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um, Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, Kane's Train Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, Season 2. Remember, episodes come out now every Monday and Thursday. Don't you like when people um, say days like that? Monday. Not Monday. It's Monday. Thursday. Oh yeah, we went there on Sunday. I hate that. But anyway, welcome to the show. How are you? Um, I am finally back. Back home, back in the good old states of America, Um, and I'm back from St. Lucia on my honeymoon. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It's a really beautiful place. If you get a chance to go, I would definitely say you should go. Um, And, you know, to anyone that's, like, concerned about the travel and all that during these times, let me tell you, it was not simple (laughs) to do, and I would say it was pretty safe. The least safe part was definitely... The Miami airport. Hey, Miami, be a little less Miami. You know, I've never been to Miami before. It's as Miami, if not more, than I thought it would be. It was It was a lot. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of people everywhere. Um, and the fucking airport was crowded, dude. I couldn't believe there were so many people there. Uh, but, you know, luckily, you got to mask up and all that. Um, and I try to keep my fucking distance from people. Uh, can't speak the same for all the other people around me because, Jesus, some of these people, man, you got to chill. I don't know what it is about airports that just brings out the absolute worst in people. The most annoying traits that human beings have, an airport will fucking pull that right out of them. And uh, there's so many times, like, I'm going to get on an elevator, which, by the way, like, right now, especially, I don't want to be on an elevator with anyone regardless. So right now, during COVID, I'm like, if you get the elevator, that's co- that's you. When you're like, oh, you want me to hold? No, you go. That's fine. I don't want to be next to you. uh, And I don't want to talk to you anyway. So it's fine. I'll get my own. But the fucking opposite is true for some people, man. I'm like trying to get in the elevator as like the third person in. And this couple's like literally like on my fucking neck. 
Jesus, calm down. You catch there's four elevators right here and no one also we waited for the elevator uh for like 2 minutes because the first guy rolled up to the elevator and I knew something was wrong because he he com- he appeared confused, okay? When he was calling the elevator. He looked confused and I didn't take that as a good sign. I, I lost all my confidence. And as you know, if you're the first person to an elevator, especially at a major place like an airport where literally everyone's waiting for the elevator, you 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 have the responsibility of I call the elevator, it comes, whoever can get on can get on. Okay, that's how that dynamic works. Well, this guy, it must have been his first time using an elevator or something, because he walks up. I wish I had the video playing right now. He walks up to the the call button, he just kind of like looks at it for a second, and then he like slowly raises his hand up and he's like hovering over it. And I'm like, you got it, tap it. That's it. You figured it out. At that point, I'm like, the only question is is this the thing? And since your hand's over, I'm like, oh, he got it. That's the only thing he had to figure out was this is the thing. You push it. He kind of like rests his hand on it and takes it away. And in my mind, I made a mental note of like, I don't think this guy pushed the button. Uh, But it like kind of lit up for a second and it went out. And you know, a lot of elevators, like the light doesn't stay, light never works. So I just assumed, I'll give this guy the benefit of the doubt. He appears like a person who's been on this planet for more than six months. He must know how to call an elevator. No, he did not. He never hit the thing. As more people piled around us and there's four elevators and none of them have come yet, I started to think about mm, 45 seconds and like, I don't know if this guy called this elevator. But hey, you know, again, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And then another 30 seconds or so goes by. And now there's like 24 people waiting on this elevator. And at this point, I'm like, mm, he definitely did not call this elevator. And somebody, right as I was about to do it, somebody steps forward and taps the other button on the other side. Elevator opens immediately. So the elevator was there the whole time and we're all just standing there. I was like, I fucking knew it. I knew we were all stupid people just sitting here waiting on an elevator that wasn't didn't know. He's like, "Oh yeah, I've been here the whole time." Crazy, but yeah, it was a it was a really fun trip. Um, we had to go through a lot of stuff as as you should right now, especially going to an island. Like if I were an island, I'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> this shit, we're keeping this shit away." I think they have like two. I heard on the news they have like two hundred and seventy total cases since they started counting things and uh, four deaths. So um, you know sad but definitely a good place to be in in the grand scheme of the world they were like on the news i heard they were like covid case number 274 and i was like wow when you can number your cases like that uh you know good for you obviously there's way less people there and obviously they're on a small island compared to the size of a giant country like the u.s or canada or something but uh yeah so we had to get permission from the the government of St. Lucia to travel there. Um, and then it's very regulated. You have to stay in a COVID approved, or it sounds like the disease has to approve it. Like a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, COVID certified, I guess. Again, sounds like the, the disease is like, I, I approve of this location. But basically a place that, um, you know, is regulated, like they have to follow strict protocols and all that. Um, so we stayed in a resort that was, and then any any form of transportation you get has to be a COVID certified driver. Um, you know, you can't just go off and do anything. They won't let you leave unless you're doing a COVID certified excursion of some sort, which basically a person is escorting you the whole time, um, making sure you're following protocols and you can't go off and do anything. So it kind of made it, we didn't do any excursions or anything because you can't go off and take pictures. You can't, you know, you can't stop if you're in a car, you know, you just have to you just kind of go. Like we thought about doing the rainforest thing. And then the the bartender at the resort was like, I mean, you might see a bird. 
And I was like, I appreciate that. That type of fucking feedback on stuff, you know, none of this. I don't need all this. Oh, yeah, you should check it out. It's beautiful. Okay. I don't need that. I don't need that. What I need is, yeah, that's definitely not worth it. You, it's, I mean, you walk through some trees and you're like, ooh, trees. And then, you know, $200 later, you're walking back. Like, that's, that's what I need. I need that kind of feedback. Be honest with me about it. Um, but so, yeah, we just hung out. It was awesome. Our, our, um, our resort or our room at the resort was like, first of all, we were like the only people that stayed in the actual resort. There's like cottages everywhere that people were staying in. Um, so we kind of had the whole floor to ourselves. And uh, our room was one of the rooms where right off of our back door, you walk out and you have a little patio with like a covered area and chairs and everything. And there's a pool right there. And it's got a swim up bar. It's an infinity pool. And you can see right out to the ocean. And then you just walk down the steps and you're on the beach. It was it was very, very, very nice. Um, super, super cool experience. Calabash Cove in St. Lucia is the resort. And if you ever are uh, trying to take a tropical adventure, um, preferably when stuff clears up, because, you know, it's just you can't you can't quite. We did it because it was our honeymoon. You know, we had already booked it. We just had to keep moving it back. Um, and so, you know, when we can do it and it makes sense to do it, it's a little safer to do it. Um, we do it, you know, me and we understood all the regulations. It is what it is. It's still, you know, I want to take my honeymoon two years after the wedding. <laughs> so, um, but you know, if you're, if you, if you were planning a vacation, I would definitely recommend going when there's not COVID because then you can experience everything. Um, which I've heard is much, much cooler, but it was really, really fun. So Calabash Cove Resort in St. Lucia, if you're ever looking for a tropical adventure, 100%, I would recommend, uh, it was, it was very, very fun. But anyway, um, some of the things I wrote down a bunch of stuff <laughs> that I was thinking about, like, oh, I could talk about this. So before we get into the hockey stuff, which there was news, I know that the season, you know, they've announced not officially, but there's basically been verification that the season January 13th is going to start. So we will certainly get into that. Some realignment stuff that has changed and we knew it might change, uh, changed for the hurricane. So, uh, it's still not final either, but we'll get into that. But while I was on this adventure for a week and some change, we went through, Miami, we stayed in Miami for a night uh, and then woke up early in the morning and flew to St. Lucia and then flew back the same way. Um, And when we were in Miami, I was just like writing down things. And one of the things I wrote down was, can Florida name more things after the sun or palm trees? And this is a good, this is a good observation by me, okay? Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Florida. If you're living somewhere on the East Coast, I bet you probably have. Dude, is there a single like road, highway, building, bridge, any, anything that gets named something generic that isn't named after a fucking palm tree or the sun or the fact that there's a beach, you know, Hey, Florida, we get it. You got palm trees. All right. Everything's a fucking palm parkway, you know? And I know for a fact that that's a fucking thing. I didn't see it with my eyes, but I know that that's a thing. Okay. You Google palm parkway guaranteed. It's a fucking highway in Florida. And there's probably six of them at least. And everything's the fucking, you know, uh, golden sun, whatever. Like, we get it. It's sunny, all right? You got trees and it's sunny. Have a different night. Have have more to your personality, you know? It's like when someone's personality is that they like to watch the show Friends. And it's like, all right, if you like the show, you like the show. But when your whole life is like, what are you doing? Have a personality, you know? Um, another interesting thing, this is now uh, once we're in... Once we're in St. Lucia, so we land and, you know, you got to go through customs and everything. I got to fucking tell you, mask, 
plus foreign accent is a what? This is this is all all I fucking heard when we were at customs. Huh? And then like fucking an aggravated tongue. Like what? How the fuck? How am I supposed to understand what you're saying? And then they get upset when you don't fucking understand. I fucking go to this. We need this form. I'm like, well, I don't know. Also, they don't explain anything to you. I remember we were on the plane. We were like about to land in 30 minutes and they just start handing out this form. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we got to fill this out. They don't hand out, you know, I don't have anything to write with. So I'm just like filling it out. Um, I guess we did have something to write with (laughs) on the plane. Filling it out on the plane, like had to stop. And then we get up to the thing. There was never a time to stop to fill it out. We get up to the thing. They're like, come on. And I'm like, well, we didn't finish the, come on. Okay. If you say so. We go up and she's like, yeah, I need the form. We're like, well, so we didn't get to finish it. And she's like, I need the form. Okay. Give her the form. She just fills it out herself. Okay, cool. Then we go to the next place and the guy's like, yeah, you didn't fill this out. I'm like, I fucking told the last lady that we didn't fill it out. And he's like, yeah, go fill it out. I was like, oh my God. So it wasn't the greatest, (laughs) wasn't the greatest welcome immediately when we got there. Um, but it's all good because once we, you know, got where we were going, which by the way, was an hour and a half drive to the actual resort from the airport, um, which is cool. You get to see everything. When I tell you, I don't know if you've ever been to like somewhere in the Caribbean. Okay. First of all, they drive on the left, which is just disorienting if you haven't done it. And the driver's seat's on the right side of the car. Um, but it, if it's not lawless, it's pretty fucking close. Like you it is anarchy it is as every first of all every road most of them don't even have fucking lanes you're just driving like two people just passing each other at 70 miles per hour down a fucking (laughs) road there's no lanes uh you can always pass people and believe me they do like i mean if you were ever looking to relax on vacation but before you get to the relaxing part have like a real adrenaline rush let me tell you i would recommend this fucking drive that we took to get to the thing. I mean, first of all, great driver. Way better drivers, obviously, than in the US. But I, it's a lot to get used to, okay? <laughs> because you are fucking... You're also going through mountains and stuff. I mean, you're constantly making, like, super sharp turns. And they are whipping it, dude. As fast as they can go. It's like a video game, like, when you're racing. And you're like, I, I don't hit the fucking brake button, you know? I'm holding the right trigger. I only accelerate. That's how That's how it is. Like... They don't hit the, there are two, two things you feel in this car. You're like, you're never relaxed. It's always force on you. Okay. It's either the force of the turn, there's acceleration and they're slamming on the brakes. Those are the three things you experience while you're in a car. And this dude is just like whipping it, like passing people. You know, when the, in the U S when there's the dotted yellow line and then it turns to a solid on one side and dotted on the other. And it's like mm, time to get over. And then it goes back to a solid. And it's like, you can't safely pass at this point. I mean, we were passing people at like 50 miles per hour, 30 feet from like a hairpin turn where you can't fucking see anything coming around there. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like it was fucking scary. Um, But we got there. And I mean, kudos. That's what I'm saying. These people are just better drivers than us. But I, that would take a lot for me to get used to. And then on the way back um, to the airport, same ride, but we ran like a shuttle this time. Oh my God. I was so sick i thought i was gonna throw up uh in the in the van and what happened was i went to look at a picture that i had taken to see how it turned out and i didn't realize like oh i'm looking at my phone while we're making all these swervy turns at fucking 50 miles per hour and 
my brain goes like, uh-oh. And I like look up and I'm like, ooh, wow. And you know that if you've ever been like car sick or motion sick, you get that initial, it's like, oh, you're, yep, here it comes. There's no avoiding it. Like, and then you just start sweating. And I was like, oh my God. And I was just like staring straight forward, like regretting my decision to sit toward the back of the fucking shuttle. I wish I was right up front so I could see where we were going. The whole rest of the ride, it was an hour and a half. It felt like 14 hours. I was like, <sighs> like fucking air conditioning blasting on my face i mean it was rough and we got out of the plane and i was like i am unwell out of the shuttle i mean not the plane but um it was fun everything else everything else made it more fun um but yeah let's get to uh oh one more observation that i made that i never really thought of before so obviously the rest of the world uses like the metric system right and they're in celsius instead of fahrenheit um so you know, I had this thought that Celsius and Fahrenheit in the range that, you know, temperatures usually are outside, it's a big difference. Like 30 degrees Celsius is something like, you know, 88 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that, I think, 90. What? So it's hot. It's a lot, okay? Uh, but then like 31 would be like 94. Like it's at least, it's like two you get what I'm saying. There's a there's a bigger difference between one degree Celsius and one degree Fahrenheit. So thermostats, and maybe my Canadian people can help me out with this. When you have your thermostat, is it just by degrees Celsius, like ours is by degrees Fahrenheit? Because then don't you have like half the control of your temperature that we do? Because for example, my thermostat stays stays set to like 72 degrees Fahrenheit, okay? So I know it's going to be 72. If I want it 73, I set it to 73. If I want it 71, I set it to 71. If you were going to set your thermostat in Celsius to like 21, well, if you now have the option to move it to 20 or 22, that would be like if I only had the option to go from like 73 to 70 or 73 to 75. You'd be like, mm, I'm going to be unhappy no matter what. The comfort zone lies somewhere in between. Like, do you just have way less control over your thermostat? And how do you live with that, man? It's basically a third world, you know, country, basically. Fucking thermostat can only go two degrees at a time. That's wild. Uh, anyway, <laughs> on to the things that matter. Um, the season is supposed to be returning to uh, play on January 13th is what has been reported. So as I record this, uh, you know, it'll come out today as you're hearing this day before is when I recorded it. A month from now, um, we should have some hockey, which is awesome. So we can start actually talking about hockey and less about, you know, what it's going to be. And they did kind of, uh, it seems, redo the, excuse me, the um, the realignments. It, there was always, I guess, discussion. You heard me talk with Mike Maniscalco going off of uh, Greg Wyshynski's original uh, kind of reports that this is what the realignment would be. And there was always, I guess, discussions that Pit. It was we, you heard me and Mike talk about the fact that uh, it was weird that Pittsburgh and and Philly were separated. Um, and I'm sure that there would be pushback against that um, on behalf of the Penguins going out to that Central Division. I also thought it was weird that the Hurricanes weren't in a in a division with like the Florida teams and Nashville and Columbus and like teams like that. Uh, make it kind of a Southeast and uh, you know Central type thing. Well. It seems like they swapped. They decided to swap the Canes and the Penguins. So their Hurricanes division ends up being like, uh, you know, all those central teams like 
I mean, they're whatever Columbus, Detroit, um, Nashville, and then Tampa, Florida, um, and uh, I think it was Minnesota at the time. Which now it seems like they might swap uh, Minnesota with St. Louis, but that is uh, that is an easy division. I feel like um, here. Let me pull it up. It was reported in Chicago. That's the team I missed. So it was reported to be Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, Tampa. That will probably change. I think that Minnesota will go out west in the Pacific, and um, St. Louis will come to the Central. So let's go down the list here. Hurricanes, you know, I think we know what we got in the Hurricanes. Chicago, mediocre. Columbus, hmm, above average. You know, above average. They're good. Um, I, I feel like the Hurricanes are a little better, although the last season didn't fucking prove that because uh, Kings did not do well against Columbus. But maybe an equal, equal match. Detroit, bad, really bad. Florida, below average. Minnesota, if they stay, I would say below average. If it's uh, if it's um, uh, St. Louis instead, you know, above average. Although, hey, St. Louis, I don't know, and this could come back to bite me, I don't know if you're as good as you think you are, okay? Because I feel like everyone in St. Louis just expects to win the cup now every year. I'm not saying it was a fluke at all. I mean, they fought and clawed their way back and, and showed that they were actually a really good team. Um, you know, it, it's the same way as the Hurricanes would have won it in 2018. It would have been the same same type deal. Both those teams made that crazy comeback. Um, and, you know, very good St. Louis team. But maybe they... It wasn't a fluke, but maybe like... You know, they're not quite as elite, like top of the league every year as you guys think. I don't know. Could come back to bite me. But I feel like the Hurricanes are better than the Blues. Um, and it's fine. Come at me for that. I don't care. Blues fans. Um, Nashville, average. Tampa, elite. Okay? So it seems like Tampa's the scary team. These are the teams that I feel like you'll have to compete with. And if St. Louis, we'll just assume St. Louis is in, okay? Tampa, obviously, I think is going to, you know, Maybe not run away with it because it's 56-game season, reportedly, but um, that's going to be, you know, they're going to be Tampa. Defending Stanley Cup champs, best roster definitely in the game. Uh, they're very, very good, so they'll always be a tough task. Then you've got uh, Columbus and St. Louis, I think, are going to be tough, and the Hurricanes will be in that group too. So I think you've got four teams vying for kind of the top, and then you, you get to play Nashville, Florida, Detroit, and Chicago. And I think that that's going to be a fucking dumpster fire for some of those teams. Or they could surprise us. It will be one or the other. Like, those teams will either end up, you know, terrible or, like, kind of like the Rangers uh, in this past season, how it seemed we thought they were going to be bad, and at the end of the year, I was like, oh, maybe they're not bad. Maybe they're closer than we thought, and they might actually sneak in for a playoff spot, um, which they obviously um, played the Hurricanes in the play-in round, and, you know, those two teams were battling it out for a playoff spot in the regular season. Who knows what would have happened if it finished. But um, I feel like that's how that's going to kind of shake out is there's not much of a, there's like an upple, upple, what? It's <laughs> like an upper middle tier. There's the top, which to me is Tampa. Um, there's like an upper middle tier of those teams I mentioned, the Hurricanes, uh, Columbus, and either St. Louis, or I guess you could throw Minnesota. Then there's like Nashville in a weird in-between land, maybe Nashville and Florida, in the weird in-between land. And then there's Detroit and Chicago, who are just not good. Um, 
So that'll be interesting to see how the Hurricanes compete in that division. Um, I'm also interested to see the, the actual details of what this season shakes out to be. You know, you could see, um, I, I would definitely think that they would do like a baseball type scheduling where uh, you're traveling and kind of staying in a city for, you know, a week, playing three, four games, going to the next place, going back home, whatever it may be. But you're playing games or teams in kind of like series like baseball does. Uh, it'll just limit travel. And, you know, that might end up honestly becoming a thing that's more prevalent in the sport because uh, the travel schedule is not ideal. Um, but the reason for that is the the when the league decided that, you know, all teams were going to play all other teams twice. Um, so that in basically if you go to every home game, you will see every team in the league. Um, I don't think we need that. You know, it's fine. I don't mind it at all. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's necessary for the travel. You know, I think that we could do more of a, like, less travel. One, it would, if you're an environmentalist, like, the carbon footprint of the league goes way down when you reduce the travel by even 10%. Um, but for the guys, I mean, like, it's just make it easier, you know. less, More rest equals better product on the ice to me. So, um, you know, if you can make it a little less go, 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 like, you know, five flying out at 3 a.m. after a game and then, you know, having to play a game the next day at 7 uh, is probably not the most fun thing in the world, but I would imagine it'll be kind of a series-like scheduling. And then the other thing I'm interested to see is what how how this works. Obviously, you've got the conundrum in Canada with the border and everything, um, so they can't play anyone from the U.S., at least to start. I would imagine what the league does is they put out, like, a partial schedule to start the season, and say, this is what we're playing. And I imagine that that schedule is all teams in their own division. And then we kind of wait and see. Does anything get better? Is, you know, do vaccines make a difference? Um, can, you know, can can players and staff, can the NHL get vaccinated uh, during the season at some point where, uh, you know, you can gr- get permission basically to travel more? Um, or do we stay in our divisions the whole year? Because it will be real interesting if the if these if all the teams are playing, you know, seven other teams the whole the whole season, and that's it. I have a feeling that that's how Canada's division is going to be. But then if if maybe Canada's the deciding factor because if if the Canadian teams can't play U.S. teams, um, then one, how the fuck does the postseason work? Um, I would imagine by that point at least you're pretty sure in you know June or May or June that you'll be able to travel across the border um, and maybe you do a bubble type thing. I guess it's not that big of a deal if the uh, if teams have to, you know, quarantine when they get back, if when they get back, it's the end of their season. Um, you know, you can't do that in the middle of the year. You can't <laughs> play a game in Minnesota or something and then go home and have to sit for 14 days. That does not work when you have a compressed schedule or any, any kind of schedule, really. But it'd be interesting to see how that works. And then... Um, you know, if it is just in the division, how does the seeding work? I've heard it will be something like just one through 16 get in. Um, do you expand the playoffs? You know, I would be okay with them expanding the, expanding the playoffs similarly to how they did last season just because of the weirdness of it. Um, because, you know, not getting to play all the teams around you, is the seeding fair? You know, a team like, uh, I mean, just looking at these divisions, you look at a, a team like, um, I don't know, the... 
Philadelphia Flyers have it. You know, they have to play Boston. They got to play the Islanders. They've got to play the Penguins and the Capitals all a lot. Those are good teams. There's a lot more teams that are competitive in that division versus, you know, the Canadian division or the Central division where, um, let's just take the Central, for example, like I was talking about. You've got a Columbus team that would probably struggle to be, you know, top three or four in that East division, but it's going to get to play Chicago a whole bunch, Detroit a whole bunch, Florida uh, Minnesota, maybe Nashville, whole, but like, you know, teams that aren't nearly as good, I don't think. And so, uh, it'll be a little easier to rack up points in the standing. So I don't know, maybe they just take a top four from each division and say, this is the playoffs. Um, maybe you take top four, they automatically get in. And then maybe you take the, the fifth, call it a wild card team from each division, have them play two and two, um, well, that doesn't really work. I mean, I guess you could do like a like a semifinals finals of a play in and just make it like, you know, one or one or three games, whatever. Maybe three two, three game series. Um to see who I don't fucking know what I'm even saying anymore. That doesn't make sense. Then you would have one extra team in of <laughs> seventeen teams. So I don't fucking know what they'll do. I guess what you'd have to do is eight teams get in, sixteen play. Um, so you know, maybe they take the top two from each division and they automatically make it in the next um the next uh i'm out of math i give up eight what makes could you even do that you can't get 16 from yeah you can from four what am i saying anymore i don't know you get you get the point i'm making okay i'm sure they'll expand the playoffs if if teams don't play out of their division uh but that would make for a really really interesting uh experience but at the end of the day it's hockey and uh i'm ready to roll so you know maybe we can look forward to the um to training camps here the next couple weeks well i guess you'd have to right i mean it's december 14th as this comes out um so a month you know you got to get rolling in the next two weeks or so if you're going to make that january 13th thing happen um obviously the League and the Players Association, um, you know, aren't aren't going for any new proposals to the agreement they made originally, um, and it, you know, it seems like the owners are just trying to bring up the point that, uh, hey, you know, with the fifty fifty split, you guys are probably going to end up owing us way more money than usual, even though they already deferred salary. So you know, maybe you could give more of that up front. It would help us, and then you wouldn't owe so much at the back end. But the players are like, we already agreed. And I will gladly keep my money. And I got to say, I would feel the same way because then it's up to you. I would rather it be up to me to save my money and, you know, maybe invest it. You know, they had that idea of like, uh, oh, well, the league will pay you back with interest later. But it's like, okay, but couldn't I get interest on my own too? And maybe I have better people that can invest the money and, and grow it more than your interest would. You know what I mean? Like, I would just rather that be in my own hands. You know, I could put that money in the fucking bank and collect interest off of it on my own. I don't need you to do that. So uh, I don't need to be giving you a loan with my money when I when we already agreed not to be the case. Like, it's the thing, you know, I don't I don't fault the owners for the proposals, but the, the time to figure that out was before, you know. Uh, I'm sure they're not happy that those got leaked. Uh, and that probably forced kind of the, the shutdown of, well, we give up. It's fine. What we got is what we got. Um, but anyway, at least it seems like they came to an agreement to stick with the agreement, even though they already came to an agreement. Uh, and they'll just be working out some details. And I, I look forward to hearing some sort of announcement of the final thing. 
Uh, and until then, you know, maybe Thursday. Uh, Thursday's guest will be Sean McIndoe of The Athletic. So hopefully I'll have uh, some extra newsy stuff to talk with about him. If not, it'll still be a fun conversation anyway. So thank you guys for listening. Please go rate and review the show on iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff. Um, you know, subscribe to the feed so you get everything right away. And uh, let me know, you know, let me know what you want to hear, what you like, what you don't like. I'm, I'm very open to feedback, criticism, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, if there's guests you want to get, you know, if there's people you want to hear be on the show, tell me. Um, if there's, you know, if you want to be involved in the show, you can always tweet at Kane's Train Pod on Twitter, um, which you should follow anyway, just to keep up with everything that's going on. Um, and, you know, it's just fun to interact. So appreciate you as always. And we will be back on Thursday. Take it easy, my friends.